I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. Believe it or not, most of these people actually care about their craft, what they look like when they're out there, that they want to win. I, I know, it's it's a crazy, crazy <laughs> premise. And Chris Ello. No, I, I will oh. always defend bogey golf because a lot of people think it's a pretty good idea for their <laughs> mental well being. Oh, it's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Into the happy hour we roll. Welcome in, Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris L.O., Matt Scraby. We'll jump right into it here on our Friday prep game of the week. Rancho Bernardo taking on Fallbrook, and we have a San Diego legend sitting in front of us as we speak. Eric Weddle, coach, head coach of the Ranch Bernardo Broncos, joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Eric, how are you, my friend? TG, first of all, I'm a little disappointed you didn't say your full name <laughs> because <laughs> let me just tell you, you know, let me give you the respect that you deserve. Your father and your legend too. So great to have you guys out. Oh, great to be he here. He now wants to be known as Sir Anthony. Quinn oh yeah, that's after, fine. The, uh, after the Phillies reliever. <laughs> Seriously, I'll call you whatever you want, bro. <laughs> Sir Anthony, that's fine with me. Sir Anthony, I just feel I'm like it has a, good, has a good ring to it. So you know, that's right. Uh, Eric, let's 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 talk a little bit about this 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 new this new adventure you're, yeah. you're in. I mean, was three years now, four years as a, as a as a head coach? At, no, well, I coached youth. My my son's youth team for two years before that, and then this is my first year at, at RB. Is this your first year? Yeah, first, he just won the Super Bowl. That's true. Yeah. Two right years ago. ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how has the transition been? For it's you? been great, man. It's uh, you know, just being patient, right? I'm I'm still learning uh, of what is to be expected at this level, yeah. right? And and my my expectation and my standard and how I want that to be uh, pursued pursued for these boys and, and what I what I want out of them and I'm loving it I'm loving the challenge I'm loving the day-to-day of, of trying to give back to the community and give back to these boys and hopefully build uh, future leaders and future husbands and fathers of of the next generation because that's really the ultimate goal now 
I know for my dad, when he came straight from the field to being a, a college coach, it took him a, it took him about <laughs> a year to kind of tamper down what he yeah. thought should happen and dealing with, you know, developing young mm-hmm. men. I would expect that it's kind of been similar for you coming off the field, now coaching youth, now to coaching high school. How is that? Has it was it difficult at first trying to blend what you what you thought it should look like? Well, I, I'm fortunate to come into a situation where it wasn't a rebuild in a sense, right? Like the the, the program is set, the culture, like okay. the things that Coach McCoy had instilled in in the boys in the in this community is is felt right in line with, with who I am. So right. all that stuff uh, in that sense, program wise, I kind of just bring my own little twist on it the biggest adjustment personally is just you know these boys have a lot going on (laughs) it's not their life (laughs) right it's not it's not their livelihoods that that i'm i'm used to so having understanding and patience and love and kindness and not being so short fused which i don't think i am i think i'm an understanding person but you know the standard is the standard with me I, i i strive for excellence i strive for greatness and trying to give that to the boys every single day and, and trying to teach them and, you know, uh, is still a process. And I, and I think the boys hopefully see the example of me and, and my right. consistency and how I treat them, how I respect them, how I love them uh, has been has been a strong focal point for me. But there has been some adjustments, right, scheme and how much do I put on them, how much do I give them, and how much can they retain right, right. has been uh, ebbs and flows, if I'm being honest. And I'm learning as I'm going. I'm, I'm not. I don't have all the answers. I'm fortunate to have great staff around me to reel me in at times of of giving them too much. And but at the end of the day, I'm not going to change of my standard. And and uh, I think the expectation for the boys to try to be great at whatever they're doing is going to help them in the future. Rancho Bernardo High School. They're <laughs> lucky to have Eric Weddle as their yeah. head coach. Uh, we were lucky to watch him play in San Diego with the Chargers all those years. And then you made this comeback with the Rams, which <laughs> yeah. was I, I think was unbelievable because I look at that Super Bowl game and you had an amazing game, mm. and now it's only been a year and a half since that game. Yeah. So do you Why finish? Does it feel longer. It I know. So like do you? Feels, do you feels finish? Like a lifetime ago. Let me tell you. Do you finish coaching this season and then get a call from the Dolphins and go win uh, one more Super Bowl, or, oh or is this it? 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 Yeah, no. It's, that's yeah, a long, no. long, far-fetched dream at this point. I wouldn't because be you proved everybody wrong the first time yeah. around. I wouldn't be able to tackle my son, let alone an NFL running back. I don't with, know about that. With this, with that. this reconstructed peck I got. So, <laughs> no, I, I, I get wheezy thinking about trying to go back and play. Uh, I love where I'm at. I love being a fan. I love of the game. I love being just a soundboard for fellow players and coaches that I'm so close with and. I love the role I'm in. I'm I, I uh, I'm excited to to be at this level and to try to help out these boys. I mean, uh, to to have a chance. I put my myself in the shoes of these kids and have the chance to be coached and mentored by someone that was fortunate enough to play in the league for a long time. I would I would be ecstatic. So I try to remind myself of that and yeah, try yeah. to give them as much of me as possible every single day. Eric Weddle joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. We've got our Prep Friday game of the week. And, Eric, let's talk a little about your team. Yeah. Um, Ranch Bernardo, it's, it was a rival of mine's growing up. Uh, <laughs> you should see the fans, by the way. He's uh, not even wearing I'm green. I'm not even wearing uh, Poway uh, green. And they were but on his case. Hammer, they, they're wearing light green. Mine's, I'm learning that rivalry, man. It's intense around here. I'm like, yeah. Hey. 
I don't know. I'm just getting into it, man. I don't know. I just got him a hard ball, man. <laughs> right. Don't come in with any yeah. green. Yeah, don't wear any green. Talk a little bit about your, your team. I mean, for, for those who, who haven't seen Rancho Bernardo yeah. play, you're a defensive guy. Yeah. Uh, what does it look like on O? What does it look yeah. like on D? What, what's, what are, what are we going to see tonight? Yeah, we're going to uh, – you know, Fallbrook is a tough, physical, ground-and-pound bunch. And, you know, if I'm being honest, we've at times – you know, coming into this <laughs> – coming into this job, I'm – you know, i got a million things I'm thinking about. And how do I prepare the boys? There's so much scheme. There's so much that I want to get done. And, and if I'm being honest, I, I neglected the run game defensively. Mm. It's hard to practice run game when you don't have pads on right. and, and this and that. So we've, we haven't been really up to my standard of run defense, and it's, and it's hurt us at times. So it's been an emphasis over the last couple of weeks of uh, shoring up the run defense. And what, what you're going to see is a f- hopefully you know, a disciplined playing together group defensively, playing fast, playing physical and communicating. And you know they got a lot on their plate with what I'm giving them at times and i've tried to reel that back in so they could just line up and play yeah and offensively just a multi uh multi-dimensional we 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 got to run the football establish our run we want to take our shots get the ball in the perimeter on some rpos uh have answers for what they're doing defensively i try to give our guys answers pre-snap to to everything we do and give them an advantage and at the end of the day i want my boys to just have fun i mean i feel like the pressure is always on them We've, we've struggled over the last couple of years, and the belief at times, I think they need to believe they can right, win. Right. And that's what we're trying to, to instill in them every day, that we believe in you as coaches. You need to start believing that you so, can win yeah. and, and go take these games. Rancho Bernardo High School, Eric Weddle, uh, the former Chargers, the head coach. Uh, Eric, what's different about coaching these kids in high school as to how you were coached when you played high school? <laughs> what a, what I mean, a great question. <laughs> how many, like, hundreds of things are different? Or wow. is there still some things about football that just never change? Yes. Uh, the short answer is a, a lot has changed. But at the end of the day, football is a sport where you you figure out whether you love football or you, or you mm. don't. You can't hide yeah. in the game right. of football. Yeah. Hey, that's the truth. Uh, you you can get by, but at some point, it's what's in your chest and how bad do you want it? How how much are you willing to do for your teammates? And uh, so yes, uh, <laughs> you know, you, the, the game the game has changed a little bit. You know, with the seven on seven and you know social media craze of everything, and everyone thinks they got an all star kid. And I think I'm in a great position to. I don't want to crush dreams, but I'm also a realist, and and I tell it how it is. And at times, my boys get their feelings hurt, but you'll never not know where you stand with me. It doesn't mean that I don't love you and I don't care for you, but if you're not getting your job done, then I'm gonna tell you you're not getting it done, and I'll help you get better. But you have to meet me halfway, right? Right? Like you can't I, be telling them that you're doing the job wrong, but you're not yes. them thinking of something completely different. No, <laughs> you, you got to work, work, work with me in the middle and do your part, and I'll help you get back to playing the the way the game is supposed to be played so honestly it's it's hard to it's hard to get good at football tackling and blocking and the fundamentals when you just don't get enough time to do it right right? like i'm limited to 20 minutes a day of live tackling like it's Mm. it's very uh you see it at the highest levels in the nfl like everything has been changed for health reasons well 
I think it's counterproductive. Right. If you don't physically get your body ready to play, then you're going to have more injuries. And that's what, you know, that's what I think is happening at the highest levels. And it trickles down to the high school and, uh, you know, we're, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, you, you spoke a little bit about, you know, having a hard time with the run defense, but yeah. also not being able to necessarily work on that. Yeah. What, what's the answer? How, how do you – what have you found <clears throat> that can help despite not having yeah. some of the tools at your disposal? Yeah, I mean, I think, as, you know, obviously putting more emphasis in season uh, than I did in the early part of the season and spending time and actually teaching run fits, right, teaching gap sounds, teaching uh, the type of runs and where to fit and where's our help and, uh, you know, that all that – needs to be taught up and coached just as much as teaching cover four or teaching roll coverage or man underneath two man like all that stuff takes time and you know the reality is i I didn't spend enough time with it and that comes back to me first and foremost and i'll get better from that moving forward and uh and you got to have a want to man like the reality is is uh you can teach the fundamentals and technique of tackling but if you aren't willing to throw it in there and tackle someone. It doesn't and matter. Oh. You just are who you are, right. and, you, you know, you just got to live with it. And as a coach, sometimes you may have players that just aren't physical. That doesn't mean they're not good football players, but you're just going to have to live with some of the things that they're not really that good at. And you still coach them up. You still love them up. But at the end of the day, if if they're not uh, got it in their belly to go throw it in there and, and make a play, you, you're not going to – stay up late late at night worrying Worrying about about it it, you know what i'm saying the first great beard in sports (laughs) was eric weddle no right definitely not yes you're the first original guy and i've got to tell you folks out there if you're wondering about eric weddle's beard it looks immaculate it's still popping it looks immaculate and the last night I saw Brandon March of the Phillies oh, and uh, Blackman of the Rockies. I mean, that's now, how you, mine looked you, back in the day. I did not take care <laughs> of it. Maybe so, but you're really taking care of <laughs> yes, it now. Do I you do. have a special kinship with these other guys at all? Or You know, it's, it's <laughs> it comes back to a, if you can grow a beard, you got to grow it because yeah. very few can. That's true. And, it's true. you know, it just says something a little bit about who you are. If you can grow a okay. beard and you and you know that you're probably a tough SOB <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> you may don't want to – don't may not want to mess with that guy i don't know i'm just saying I would. <laughs> eric listen we we've spent enough we've taken enough of your time nah, man. man it's we, great to see you we guys we appreciate you coming over man I, I just think it's awesome that you've decided to, to yeah. spend your yeah, time away awesome. from the game giving back to these young men it's, it's truly awesome i'm trying to try my best and it's a work in progress i i uh i tell my coaches this all the time like i can't do this without them right as much as I got all these thoughts and ideas. You can't do it by yourself. And that, and that's why this sport is so great. You have to play together. You have to play as one. 11 guys making one play at a time, not one guy trying to make 11 plays at a time. And uh, this this is the greatest team sport in the world. And uh, I love it with all my heart. And I know what it has brought into my life and my family. And the lessons that you learn from it are second to none. So. Uh, True that. It's, it's it's awesome to be a part of. Thank you for you guys. Hopefully, you guys stay a little bit of the game and and see. We got a our first annual lights out game. We're, we're unveiling our first annual all black jerseys, I, black I, helmets. I've seen them walk oh, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cold, like first day, yeah, I had to bring some flavor to this <laughs> RB. You know, I, I, I tell you what, you can hear the passion of of this game in your yeah. voice when you talk about it. We appreciate you coming on, Eric. It's Thanks, awesome. Eric. Good luck to you. Appreciate it, guys. Good seeing you. We're gonna get to break when we come back. More Gwen and Chris. Here's some traffic. 
Happy hour rolls on here from uh, Rancho Bernardo High School, where uh, tonight Rancho Bernardo, the Broncos, will take on the Fallbrook Warriors high school football. Our Friday coverage here on 97.3 The Fan. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby here right outside the ticket office at RB High. And uh, thanks again to Eric Weddle. Good seeing him. I mean, it's funny yeah. to just link back to days I used to chase him down in the Charger locker room for quotes after games. And he was always one of the most forthcoming guys you could ever want to talk about a football game. And, uh, you know, for him to go from that to winning his Super Bowl with the Rams and, and as you said, Tony, just being good enough to want to give back to these young men here in Rancho Bernardo. It's really awesome, man. How lucky are they? Uh, it's it's – you. They may not understand it now, but they will, will eventually grow. And he, the things he said that really, like, stuck with me, right? He, he, he said the word love a, a bunch of times as it pertained to his players. But he talked a little – he talked about, you know, helping groom the next young men. Yeah. Husbands, he said. Right. Uh, employees. I mean, that's what really a high school coach, a college coach – they're tasked with doing aside from the X's sure. and O's. I think the on good the ones are tasked uh, with that. A hundred percent. Yeah, the good ones understand that it's about building, uh, molding young men, along with uh, teaching them the ins and outs of football. You don't football. hear enough about that anymore. Agreed. You know, I, when I when I came up, you know, through high school at, at Poway High, I, I mean, I don't know how many times I heard John Wooden's name referenced. Uh, the right. things that he taught. Yeah. I mean, that was like uh, it was pretty much across the board. You you would have, you would hear something along the lines. I'm not just here to teach you about this game, but how to be you know a, a you know a young man, and you grow into that and go to college level. It's the same thing. I don't think we hear enough about it today in today's youth sports, at least. And when we talked about uh, you and I playing baseball at state, I mean, Coach Dietz. That's oh, what yeah. he was all about. Yeah. I don't remember Coach Dietz ever really teaching me a lot about pitching the pitching coaches and all of that all of the you know position coaches not that coach Deeds didn't know everything about baseball but he taught me more about growing up yeah, and being a, being a being a man being a man yeah. and a person than yeah. i did you know teaching me about the ins and outs of pitching although he had gave me a lot of great insight there too but i think that's a great and when you talk about all the great coaches you know in sports that's the all they all that's have what, that in common. They have that in common, and the people who played for them all will say the same thing when they're done playing for 100%. them. So, yeah, good having Eric Weddle on. And also good on just all the people who came by and said hi today. We've had more than our share of people from Rancho Bernardo High and from Fallbrook that have come by and said hi, and we appreciate that today. And, uh, you know, it's great being out at the high school football thing. What do you guys got for the uh, for the weekend? Anything exciting for you, Scraby? What do you uh, – what are you going to do? Like, the Aztecs don't play till 8 o'clock tomorrow night. I got a lot of things going on this week. You got a lot of things going on. Let's start with you. Let's start with you. Let's start with you. Sounds like Scraby's calendar's <laughs> empty. I have to prioritize everything I got. Oh, my okay. Is your my calendar boss. empty for yes, the weekend? Yes. I'm sorry about I've that. Got, um, I've got four soccer games. Oh, boy. Oh, my. And none of them conflict, so I'll be going to eat all four. Really? And the kids I, all – does each got, kid have one game? Yeah, or? yeah. Each kid has one. Okay. Nine, eleven. One six thirty, wow! And then uh, Sunday is uh, the Wave game that I will be going to. Oh, nice! Fans, so. Oh, good. The Wave. You know, the Wave is having a nice season. They are, and I and I know they're right up there in second place. I think they're a one point out of first place, maybe two. 
but they have already qualified for the playoffs, so they're going back to the postseason for a second year in a row. I believe they have a bye, too, at this point, because they, uh, I believe yeah. they got the number two seed as, as so, of right now. You know, for those who say we don't have any successful sports teams in San Diego, check out the Wave. They're having another good year. Is this their last home game coming up? It's their up? last home game yeah, before the Yeah, and then the they'll go into the playoffs. And, the, and keep in mind that the uh, the uh, Women's Professional Soccer League, the championship match is going to be played here in San Diego. Oh, I At Snapdragon Stadium, yeah. It's here they, in November. So they're trying to create a, uh, who was it? Did, 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 was it the Rams that played a home game? Who was it? The Rams and the Buccaneers yep. played back-to-back back back years. Back-to-back back home Home games. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Maybe the Wave can play for the championship right here in San Diego. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure that the uh, the league championship is coming to San Diego, and I think it's November 14th. Scrape, what you got this weekend? If you though? could look it up, Scrape, while you're typing madly away over there. I'm putting in chaptering. I just typed in Eric Weddle joins the show. Go to the Odyssey app, please, and go to the 5 p.m. hour and Gwen and Chris, and you can rehear that interview. Uh, what do I have going on this weekend? I am... Are you about to make something I'm actually... Up? No, I'm actually... <laughs> you know, guys, I, you guys have t- heard me talk about my car for, you know, months yes. now about how it's The car dying. that you fix, on your, you fix on your own. I do fix it on my own. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised I, it hasn't died yet. I'm decent at fixing my car on my own. All right. Um, but I think I've ran into a problem where it's just too much for me to fix. Mm-hmm. I've watched all the YouTube videos I can. Yeah. I can't fix this one. So I'll I think I might it. go car shopping. I, I've never. Ooh. I know. All right. This is a big, this, this is, is a big, big moment. Deal. I haven't actually, like, I've been really lucky and I haven't actually had a, a car payment in years. And uh, so it'll be like the first time since I was like 20 that I'll have a car payment. Does that mean that you also would be uh, in the market for uh, selling a car pretty uh, soon? Yes, yes, yes. Potentially. I, I mean, know considering, we were... considering he's been the, 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 mechanic. the mechanic on this He's been the mechanic boy? and owner of this car. <laughs> yeah, we're not selling this, this very well be a, right now. It's a tough sell. <laughs> I will say that my car Somebody is. Somebody somewhere will take your car, what's though. The, what's the, uh, Put it out there. What's the Fox? The, the, uh, the, uh, oh, Car Fox? Car Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's going to be like, <laughs> when they look up on Car Fox, or Carfax is going to be like, this dude fixed it on his own. Uh, but it, I, I think I'm just going to do the, the, the trade-in thing, just get it out. You know, because I, I can't keep driving this thing. It's got almost 240,000 miles. Wow. I have, Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I, I, have, I have tried. I've had this car for about four years, and I knew going into it, I, this is my car until it breaks. Wait, how many did you? How many miles did it have when you Ooh, got it four years maybe, ago? Maybe 140,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, this was like You're a You're putting on 25,000 miles a year? Yeah, I've driven to Arizona a couple times for spring training. I've driven to the Bay Area multiple times. Um, oh, I drive to work every day, which is like a sixty-mile round trip. So quite the reliable vehicle. Man. Out there oh, for those for of sure. you looking Old to purchase faithful. a reliable it's car, it's not reliable anymore. <laughs> for those the bones of you are looking, there. Looking for a reliable car, one eight hundred Matt Scraby. The bones are, you can are get there. Yourself a but the, the guts, the guts need to be replaced a little bit. Yeah, the guts get a little pricey too. I, I will say, my my car, it will be sad because uh, that thing has put me it has given me a lot of time and I, I appreciate that car also uh lucky and i are going to go to the park so lucky going to the park. lucky the dog if, yeah if lucky's been in that car we know lucky likes to play in mud so i mean i can't imagine <sighs> here's the make thing sure you detail this bad boy when i get a new car lucky's not driving not riding with you no lucky will have to ride with me 
But I will be vacuuming the car after Lucky gets in it. If you were to go That's look at it. That's going to last all of about two months. He's and, right. And He's absolutely is, right. Two gonna, months. I'd, I'd say two generous. times. Yeah, I was two being weeks. Generous. Yeah. <laughs> I was being generous. Uh, if you, this is why I don't let people in my car because I've just given up on it. And, and my car is the, the junk car. Just Ugh. throw your trash in there uh. type of thing. Um, you just wait, wait, wait. So would you, would you eat your car? I I. Somewhat, yeah, but I will take it out and throw it away. I'm no. just saying, like, if but we're going, you just throw it. If just... I'm going to take Lucky to um, Fiesta Island, and he's going to get muddy, bring it. Come over to the car, buddy, because you can jump in and you can shake around, and I don't really care. Uh, so there, <laughs> my friend has a car, and she calls it the 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 fur runner because it's a forerunner because. The hair oh, is my God. everywhere. I would be sick as a dog. I I turned on the air conditioning the other day and oh, yeah. hair started flying out of it because of Lucky. He's a he's a golden retriever husky, so oh, he so does he shed. Just sh- he just oh, yeah. sheds oh, ultimate yeah. shedder. You're not going to be able to let him go in a newer car. There's it's no going to be a while before I, I let him in. You're going to have but... to figure out a way to. There's to no way. Distance bro. yourself from him being in your car. Uh, I have a dog. Are park you going to have to get some of those cl- those like uh, cloth like. I don't know, almost like uh, oh, like over when your a mechanic seats, over your seats. Like when you stuff. go to the mechanic and they put plastic over your seats. You're gonna need something like that. You remember going to your grandmother's house back in the day? And she <laughs> okay, had the yes, I do couch. know. I you're do gonna, know. You're now. gonna need don't to do sit on my new couch. <laughs> I used to tell my dad, "Good thing she didn't get a new air conditioning. We wouldn't be able to breathe." <laughs> <laughs> I do have a quick dog park story that happened this morning. Actually, oh, you know, these are always wonderful. Well, it, it's interesting because I'm trying to be like a good dog owner and I'm trying to be a good. But uh, what does that consist of? Of me picking up after them, making ah, sure they're not okay. jumping on people, making okay. sure that they're they're not being crazy okay. heathens like they usually are. Uh, heathens. But uh, the so Lucky stepped in some some excrement and some poop. Yes, thank you, Chris. <laughs> well, they have a, an emoji. I mean, they you do. know, you're they okay do. by they saying do. that. Yeah. So he stepped in it, and I was like, kind of annoyed by it because now he, he I had and to, like, somebody didn't pick up their poop. Yeah. So you're annoyed with that for sure. So I saw so another did person you start at detecting? the park. Did you start no, being a detective? No, no. I okay. picked it up and I just moved on. Okay. But then I saw another dog doing its thing in the park, and no, I was no talking to the owner, and I he didn't see this. And I'm and so the dog's done and the dog's running around, and so the pile was there. Oh my God! This is your Larry David moment. I can no, no. It. I just went like, <laughs> I just I just went to him because I was like getting anxious about it, and I go, I think your dog did his there business. There it is. There's I think the your Larry dog did David his in him right there. And he goes, he turns around. He's like, I don't know if that's my dog. And I'm like. I saw I, it. I, I saw it. Now I get serious. I'm like, I the actually guy saw said, your dog. I don't know that it's my dog. Yeah. And oh, I man. said. I said, I actually saw your dog doing that. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he went and picked it up, and then we went our that's, separate ways. And that's I... so Larry David of you right there. Why? Because that's what Larry David would do. Like, he would watch, he would already be annoyed about. Be utterly annoyed. About the dog poop in the first oh, place. Yeah. yeah. And then would be on the lookout to figure out whose dog it was. And that's something he would do. I would do. detect, as you said. I would usually detect, but I did not today. It's like that show, uh, I think it's called. Uh, uh, is it Billions? Yeah, it's Billions. When Paul Giamatti's uh, is, is character. Is it HBO? 
Uh, Showtime. Showtime. Uh, maybe HBO. I don't know. But uh, Paul Giamatti's character is walking down like a boardwalk in New York, and he sees some guy let his dog go to the bathroom, and then he like goes up to the guy and he was like, "You will pick that up." And he goes, "I don't have a bag." He's like, "Pick it up." So the <laughs> guy was so hand. scared he picked it up with his <laughs> hands. And then the next time he saw him, he like the guy like got so scared and ran away because his dog was doing the thing again. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I saw that would so, remind me to bring a bag every time. Yes, I, yes. I saw. I reason why I brought up Larry Day. He was uh, with uh, Rich Eisen uh, mm. on his show, and they asked him if if a friend gave you tickets to a football game, is it appropriate to ask where the seats are? And Larry David, of course, said, "Absolutely, of it's- course, you got to know where the seats are. <laughs> Otherwise, it may not go to the game." That is pretty good. That's that's, that's right up your ass. So that's why I figured you. you there it is, Rich oh, Eisen. Wow. <laughs> When I went to see Curb Your Enthusiasm up in L.A. a couple of years ago with my brother-in-law, and they had a panel Thank up there, you, Rich Eisen was the host of oh, the okay. panel. So okay. he and Larry, David, so him and Larry David must yeah, know each other buddies, well. And Rich Eisen said he's forever on the lookout for Curb Your Enthusiasm-type Enthusiasm situations. <laughs> and Larry said, oh, yeah, you and everybody, everybody else. Everybody comes to Larry David with ideas for show <laughs> ideas. I don't need so to bring So it doesn't surprise ideas. me that Rich you Eisen know why would that have can, an idea. You know why that can happen is because Larry David's sense of humor is such like a, a normal. Yeah, absolutely. So, so everybody can relate to at least thinking those things. Larry might be the only one who is willing to say those things out right. loud. True, true. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's one episode – Never mind. <laughs> Let's get to break. When we come back, if you missed it, we had Jimmy Rollins on earlier breaking down that series and his thoughts on this playoff format. More going to Chris on the way. Five three nine on the clock. Five thirty nine for those who may not have followed Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Sello. Matt Scravey, I got to correct you, Matt, Mr. Scravey. You said that. Uh, what did I do? You said Nick Cassianos had a bad year. He did not have a bad year. 271, 29, 105. It's a bad year in my book. He added to it. Actually, last two games. 106, excuse me. All right. First guy ever to hit home runs back to back to back postseason games. I'm looking at his stats right now. Okay, 106 RBI is pretty good. Uh, his war is in the positive. Okay, uh, twenty nine. Okay, yeah, you're right. Tony. Yeah, it has to get it has to get past the baseball expert over here. Well, his OPS Remember, plus. he did win his fantasy yeah, league. I forgot. That's kind of like somebody saying, "I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last I night." I won my fantasy league, and I did it without Nick Castellanos. Yeah. So thank you. Who, who'd you have on your team again? Uh, Ronald Acuna, right? He was on your team. Doesn't matter anymore because he won me my championship. <laughs> did the Braves? I hope Ab's listening. They're regular season heroes, you know. They're they're not. I don't know if they. They didn't show up. They 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 didn't. They play won well. the World Series two years ago, three years ago. No, I know Acuna that. Cunha didn't play in that World Series, which is one of the interesting Jock things Peterson about it. Peterson with that pearl necklace that he that wore per, every game. The pearl, and they had uh, Jorge Soler hitting balls that still haven't landed. <laughs> I don't holder. know the Braves. Again, I mean, you get to the thing and win a hundred games every year. What, I don't I have no complaints. During the season, are you thinking, oh, man, we're winning too many games, man. We're just going to have to, like, yeah, no. know what you're supposed to do. But I will, if I'm a Braves fan, be worried going forward about any postseason appearances. Why? Because I mean, they, every, but every team should be worried about postseason appearances. I, J, uh, Jimmy Rollins, who's going to be on with us, our interview here with him shortly, he speaks of in the interview how many times the Phillies failed. You know, then they won a World Series, and all of a sudden they're right. all great. 
Right. I mean, but before that, none of them were great. They lost a lot of their share of playoff games and playoff series. They I couldn't, mean, they couldn't get past they couldn't get past the Mets for for a minute. Like that was the team they were trying to get on top of, and then they did, and then they were the top dogs for until somebody knocked them off. Okay, I got no so complaints if I'm the so players. I don't remember the 2008 Phillies, but were they were they like a regular season juggernaut like yes. the Braves were? Yes, they, I don't know if they were a juggernaut, but they were. They were whooping people's tails. But like when are all, people all... when are people going to realize that pre that regular season success in baseball doesn't mean anything come postseason? It we, just doesn't. We should know that. It's firsthand. been proven over and over and over and over again. About the only team that seemed to dispel that in my mind was the Yankees of Jeter and those guys because they'd be dominant every year and then they'd win the World Series every year. Now, that's the that's ideally how you want it to go every year. Right. Is that you but dominate during just, regular season and you're able to carry it. Into the that just hasn't and, happened since then. No that, team has won back-to-back since then. But that's partly what makes that team, that, that however long run, so phenomenal. It is. is. That they didn't just dominate during the regular season. When the postseason came, they did the same thing. They won four out of uh, six World Series in an era where you had to play three playoff rounds just to get to the World Series. Yeah. I mean, that's remarkable what the Yankees did, and it's being proven over and over again just how remarkable it was. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, uh, let's get to our interview of the day. Jimmy Rollins joined us, TBS former MVP, Philadelphia Philly. I almost said Eagles. <laughs> Philadelphia Freedom, where were you going to go with a... I was going to go with Eagles, that's what I was oh, going to okay. go with. But Philadelphia Philly, he joined us here earlier. Before we get to him, here's some traffic. Um, and I'll start with the latter. The reason it's not affecting the Astros as much is because they were in battle mode to get to that point. They had to go the entire length of the season to the last day uh, before it was determined that they won. All the other teams, about mid-September or so, they were pretty much guaranteed when they closed out their divisions and they had their celebrations. Uh, the Astros um, fought all the way to the end. So they they never got to go in cruise mode. And you know how it is. Like when, when you're in battle mode, you just don't turn off. Even if you get a break, it's like you mentally keep going. And I can relate that to the uh, 08 World Series where we had the, um, the rain delay. But in our minds, the game was just paused. You know, so it's like your mind never shut down because the job wasn't over yet. And I think you got that with the Astros as opposed to the other teams who had shut down because they won so early, and now they have another another week before they can think about, you know, playing um, any bit of baseball. And there will always be outliers. You know, obviously the Astros, they're built for, um, they're built for October, and that the other teams aren't. They, they, they're the champs for a reason. Um, and I, I think for them it was slightly different because they had to play out. Um, and what does baseball do about that? In my opinion, I think we go back to the one game plan. I mean, mm. I thought that was the most awesome, the most awesome time of the year. You have one game on top of 162. It's, it's not like, well, it, it isn't fair. No, it is fair. You had 162, 162 games to determine your fate. And if, you know, if, if there's a, a tie with the wild card or however they do it, you get one more game to play in because that's all it takes. I mean, and I, I love the, the, the Super Bowl Game 7 type feel about it. Um, and it also didn't disadvantage the other teams as much. Did they get a break? Yes, they got a little bit of a break, but it wasn't seven days. It doesn't end up being two, two games over the previous nine days. That is a long time to ask any team. I don't care how good you are to come out there and play a team that's been going through the battle uh, up until the end of the year. 
Let me be the first to nominate Jimmy Rollins as the new commissioner <laughs> in Major League Baseball. <laughs> he explained that pretty well, Tony. I mean, I can't really even remotely me, argue with him now. Do, do, you, do you think they could just take some of the off days out of it and, and force that wild card team to just hop in and wherever you get to the next day you got to play? Right. So I, 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 I hear you with that also, and that was something um, we, we, we've talked about. And, and how does that work? Okay, so – the season ends on on Sunday. Are you suggesting with that question that they just start up on Monday, play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, the divisional series will start uh, by Friday? Um, yeah. You're going to have to allow, allow one Saturday. And, and when you think of it that way, I think there's only like a one-day difference between starting on a Saturday and starting on a Friday. Touche. Jimmy, you know? let me ask you so, what the uh, – oh, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're doing great. No, no, I, you're doing great. Okay. So uh, I was going to say with that said, I, I think you – I I mean, we all know the game is driven by revenue. Uh, adding the extra wild card for sure gets more teams or more cities involved and, you know, beer sales and paraphernalia sales and souvenir sales and all those things, you know, keep, keep you in it when you know you have a chance. But that one-game playoff, I, I, I think that's the only thing that makes sense for the teams – to not be at such a disadvantage. Huh. Jimmy Rollins spoken well, and uh, like you said, uh, Tony, hard to argue with. Let me ask you this, Jimmy. Uh, leaving that out, if that is can be taken out, what should teams like the Dodgers and Braves do about building their rosters so that they're better prepared for October? Or is there nothing they can do? I mean, these teams win 100-plus games every single year, and mm-hmm. yet – you know, they're playing Phillies, they're playing a, a Houston teams that just seem like they're better in October than they are. Is there anything a general manager, a team president, a, a manager of a team can do to have his team ready? You were on some championship teams. Is there any secret to it? Uh, no, really. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I've been on teams. We, we were well prepared and still got knocked out in the first round. Um, it's a short series, and 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 the Braves for sure are, are built for October. Um, their their lineup, the, the style of ball they play, they need to continue to have that um, rhythm. And you know, their home run hitting club, yeah, and home run hitting club or, or power hitters, they have to constantly face those things. They have to they have to face velocity, they have to face um, a, a number of things that they aren't able to uh, when they're taking a break. And there's no way to simulate that. You can have your starting pitcher throwing to the guy, you're not worried about making outs or, you know, swinging and missing. The whole thing is the other guy is trying to get you out, and how are you going to counteract that? And there's no way to stimulate that. Jimmy, I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about just the playoff mindset, right? It's the, it seems like it's the one time during the baseball season that's most pure in terms of nobody cares what their average is. No one cares uh, about, you know, getting to a certain number you just out there trying, playing to win. Is it virtually impossible to play that carefree during the season, or is that the trick, is to get everybody to try to play as carefree or as, as I guess, egoless as possible come playoff to our cup during the race? Great question. Um, I, I, I just think it more than anything comes down to, you know, learning to play, you know, under pressure. Yes, there is a carefree-ish style of play during the regular season. And we see it with every sport. You know why? 
because there's another game tomorrow. It's either right. win or loss. And right. That's all it is. We win or we lose, we have another game tomorrow. We win or we lose, we have another game tomorrow. In the playoffs, every win or loss gets you closer to going on or closer to going home. And that pressure is different. You know, you're making out with runners in scoring position, um, you know, without without delivering uh, an RBI or something. Uh, that way is different in the playoffs than it does in a regular season. Because in the playoffs, you feel one run means you guys yeah. have to score at least three. You know, two two runs feels like, man, hey, we got to step it up, guys. We got to go. In a season, it's like, don't worry about it. We still got the seven, eight, the ninth inning. You know, it's like, don't look. Let, let's let's get to the seven, eight, the ninth inning and get this starter out. Uh, you know, so I used to be, and then we'll get the guys that come in after him because the starter's absolutely on fire right now. And the playoffs, you understand that each out is a little bit closer to you getting lost, get a little bit closer to you going home, and that is a different pressure that yeah. you can't you you, you 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 can't compare. It's, it's it's tough. So I don't know if it's about egos or. Things of that nature, obviously, you know, when, when you're one of the top players on your team, you want to perform and everybody looks there, you know, what did the big right. guys do? Right. And, and, and that is a big piece of it. But um, you, you add all that into a big pot, the break, the style of play the Braves have being a power-hitting team. They need those at-bats. They need, you know, to, to face pitch that are really trying to get them out. And then understanding that each out <laughs> and each loss is a little closer to being home, sitting on the uh, couch or fishing watching the rest of the playoffs just like the rest of us. Jimmy Rollins is with us, the former all-star shortstop and world champion with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Jimmy, from afar and the outside looking in, what what did you see that went wrong with the Padres or what must have gone wrong with the Padres for a team with all that talent to come up so short of where they wanted to get? Um, I, I, that's – well, I – I can only speculate, and I hate to do so, but since you asked the question, I maybe can throw a little bit out there. Um, obviously, they're a talented group of, of, of guys over there. Um, they, as a team, you know, relatively healthy all season. Everybody's going to go through their, you know, injuries and guys missing time and getting banged up. Um, but from the outside looking in and being able to cover and, and follow baseball, it was almost as if, you know, because of our talent, things are just going to happen. And there wasn't always that urgency. It wasn't, you know, we have to go out there and take the lead and get the lead and then keep the head buried in the sand. It was just like, okay, well, we're good, so it's going to happen. There's no such thing as we're good and it's going to happen. And when you get the mentality that, you know, we're good, that we're going to make it happen and make sure that you know we're better than you, that's when you win. And you and you win games off the sheer will, like how do how do we come back tonight? How do we pull that off? I don't know. We don't have anything, because your mindset is on doing whatever it takes to win, not just it's going to happen. No, you have to make it happen. You put yourself in position time and time and time again, and things will happen. But it's because we put ourselves in that position. We weren't hoping. We weren't saying we're just good. No, we believe we're the best team out here, and it is an arrogance. It is a confidence, and there's a difference between you know believing and hoping. And I think uh, they were just kind of, you know, kind of in between. You know, they know they're good, and they were just waiting for things to happen, and it never happened. But as we saw at the end of the season, the urgency was, hey, we are close enough that if we go on a run, we might be able to do something. It was just they started that too late. And if you can do that, you know, early in the season, especially at, you know, the second half of the season where it's like, okay, hey, guys, we're running downhill. Every game means more. 
that urgency of what it took to overcome the Dodgers last year, the way they, you know, got into the playoffs, they had something to prove. And it was like they just came off the gas this year, in my yeah. opinion. Jimmy Rollins there with us. Dropping knowledge. Dropping game on all of us there. We uh, have come to the end, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. End of the week, end of the show. I got a score. What you got? JV football game. What is it? Rancho Bernardo 21, Fallbrook 6. They're approaching halftime. Fallbrook's only touchdown came on a hook and ladder. Oh, really? Yeah. Ran it to perfection. Really? That's amazing. I got one real quick question from a listener on X. Who will be the first undefeated postseason team to lose a game, Rangers or Diamondbacks? Diamondbacks. Chris? Okay, uh, Rangers. All right, good. You said it. You're cheering against Bruce Boshi. I don't know why, but you, you said His it. His guy. It is your guy. Our guy. Yeah, but Tori Lovello and I were born at the that's, same hospital. That's mm. right. So he's my guy, that's too. That's right. I forgot about that. You guys that. are like more than guys. You share a hospital. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll do it again starting Monday. Thank you, Frank. Frank. You Frank the man. Marchese. Frank Marchese. Way to go, Frank. Matt Manikazi. Not Manikazi. <laughs> yeah, on the ones and twos. As always, appreciate you guys listening. If you have some time, come on down here to Ranch Bernardo High. Fallbrook Warriors, Ranch Bernardo Broncos getting after it. 7-15. Chance to see one of your San Diego favorites, Eric Weddle. We'll do it again Monday. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.